Welcome to season two of Overcoming Working Mum Burnout. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Kerr, mum, burnout survivor, and behavior change scientist. I interview international burnout experts, HR and DEI leaders, and lifestyle coaches to find out how we can create individual, organizational, and cultural change to prevent burnout. When mums thrive, the world benefits. Each week, when I interview a guest, I ask about specific solutions they recommend for overcoming working mum burnout. And while having ideas for what you can do is a start, as a behavior change scientist and a mum, I know how hard it can be to make a new change and develop a new habit that lasts long enough for it to become automatic. That's why I'm doing a mini episode for each guest on their suggested behavior change. If you're in an active state of burnout, managing your stress is important. And sometimes that means taking a total break, especially from any additional goals. Once you're rested, if you are seeking to take an active role in your recovery or prevention of burnout, then having a behavior change plan will help you make the most of your efforts and be more impactful. Last week, I learned about moving on from toxic workplace burnout with journalist, author, digital media expert, and app developer, Joe Angel Concepcion. As a reminder, here's a few key takeaways from Joe Angel's episode. I barely saw my mom growing up because she was always working till nine o'clock at night. It was just like a constant work schedule for both of them. And that's what I saw growing up. So I thought that's just how you live your life. You just work. My parents came from the Dominican Republic back in the uh, 70s and they got a job. So for them, they said, my daughter has a job and she has a good job and you know, she has to work hard and good. They didn't understand that uh, my mental health was suffering and I had to stop it. I went to a meditation class back then and they said, go to your happy place. Think about your happy place. And I walked out of the class because they said, I don't have a happy place. Oh my gosh. So it's okay to not have a happy place, but you have to find it eventually. And you will. And that's what I tell people. So it really took a long time. Once you start feeling like a survivor, you're like, okay, I'm ready to take on the world. I did experience a high level of bullying and discrimination and all these things that I reported on for other people were really happening to me inside of my own newsroom. So I would go out and uh, report on really heavy stuff. And then I would come back and deal with this kind of treatment inside. And, and, and I think the reason why I was so depressed is because I went through so much to get to that point. And then when I got to this fancy job, I looked around and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I worked so hard to get to this moment. And my hair is falling out and I can't sleep and I have anxiety and I'm being constantly criticized by my bosses. And it was just a really awful experience. So the trail mobile app allows you to store everything. You can journal, you can um, upload any pictures, emails, doctor's notes, you can upload voice memos. And one of the really cool features is that you can also just tap a mood emoji for the day. It really paints a picture of what you're going through. And while you're doing that, it also, you know, creates a formal document that's timestamped. Looking back at a report where you can find patterns, like I knew that on Thursdays and Fridays, I was actually okay. Like I wasn't upset when I started looking at my patterns and it's because the main person who was bullying me was off on those days. So you get to look back at things like that and identify exactly why you're feeling so anxious or depressed. Yeah, I just want to help people and make sure that they feel empowered because I know what it's like to feel not empowered. 
I would love to reach a point where if I become the CEO of a huge Fortune 500 company, I would like for that to not make the news. I want it to be where we're just being valued everywhere. We're being recognized that, hey, I can fill these shoes. Like I should have been in these shoes. Somebody like me should have been in these shoes. That's what I would love. But it's going to take a a major mindset uh, change for many companies. The plan here will be focusing on using an app to track your mental health at work. There are several steps to creating a plan that can help set you up for success based on behavior change science. I provide a sample plan to get you started. You can adapt this or create your own. But filling in each step by hand or on the computer will bring you closer to knowing what you want to do and what it'll take to get you there. You can print out the whole plan or just focus on the reminders that you set up as part of the plan itself. You can download the plan from the episode website drjacquelinecurr.com or find it on my LinkedIn post. To start, it's important to set a goal that feels motivating, related to a state that you want to achieve, that gives you an identity you want for yourself. So the first response to submit is what I want to be. Here's the response for this week. What I want to be. I want to be able to monitor my workplace experiences and its effect on my mental health. So I'm able to detect patterns in my experience to see if I can relate to certain people or projects with more or less enjoyment. I want to be able to be empowered to report the harassment or bullying if I'm experiencing it. And I also want to be able to recognize that the work environment might not be a good fit for me and I need to move on to prioritize my health. Being specific in each step helps. The next step gets into the details, the what. This is the action you want to take. Here's the response for this week. What? Download the Trail Mobile app and commit to using it every day, not just at work, but also on days off so I can notice differences in my moods. There's a 14-day free trial, then $1.99 a month. The next few steps are key to the implementation plan. When you complete these details, it helps you create a plan that gives you enough detail and ideas to get you started. The when, where, with whom, for how long and how often helps you create the specifics of the goal. These details act as reminders. When a certain time comes around, you remember to do the new activity you are trying. You can also choose times and places that are anchored to something you do daily. Then the act reminds you to do the new behavior. Having a small goal is important, so these steps also help you to keep it realistic. Here's the responses for this week. When. Each day at 3 p.m., I will use the app to report my mood. I will coordinate the app with my calendar so I can see what meetings I have had. If I have specific experiences that made me feel good or bad, I will document them with a voice memo, a journal entry, or upload a communication that was relevant. It's important to pick a time when you're most likely to be responsive to a prompt, for example, not at school pickup time, where... Tracking your mood at home and work will be important to provide contrast and to keep the habit going on days off. Using the app in a specific location might help. For example, when you get in the car after work, as long as it's not a stressful time. Finding a private place to use the app and using the presence of that location to remind you can help. With whom? I'll start using the app myself but it might be a useful tool to share with my team or even for the company as a whole to support to demonstrate their commitment to anti-harassment efforts. I will share the reports with my partner or manager, depending on the safety of doing so. 
For how long each time? This should just be a quick emoji tap to record my mood. It may take longer if I'm experiencing problems at work. In that instance, a voice memo might be the quickest way to record the event. How often per week? Seven days a week. For how many weeks? Eight to 12 weeks is a good time to develop a habit. So many of the details we just completed can be entered into a schedule or planner, so you have regular reminders. While you're developing a new habit, frequent reminders keep the activity top of mind. So we need to think through other ways of setting up easy reminders. Here's the response for this week. Having a prompt on the phone at the desired time will be important. And a follow-up reminder prompt if not used. Make the sound of the prompt elicit a positive association in your mind, like a song you love. Associating this with a common behavior like drinking coffee or logging onto your email might also help. By this stage of the plan, you'll be starting to think about what is going to get in the way of you actioning this plan. A lot of resistance can arise. Try to put it all down so you can come up with ways to overcome these barriers. For now, we won't try to address them. We'll keep setting up parts of the plan that we give you the confidence you can master this new activity. And we'll address the barriers later. So here's the response for this week. Anticipated barriers. I will forget to use the app. I will feel uncomfortable tracking my moods and feel like I should be happier or more grateful. I will ruminate on the bad behaviors of others that I document. My company will not allow me to use the app or will not consider the reports valid. An important part of a successful goal is accountability. How will you keep yourself on track? We'll talk about tracking tools next, but having an accountability partner is a great way to get support for your goals. Here's the response for this week. Accountability. I will share my plans to use the app with a trusted friend or colleague. Perhaps we can both start using the app and share our experiences. I will ask them to remind me to download it and use it. I will ask them to inquire about the reports and patterns. If I am experiencing problems, I will commit to sending them weekly updates so they know how I'm doing. Tracking is important to see if you're meeting your goal, to help you gain a sense of achievement, and to help you adapt your goal as time goes on. There are lots of easy ways to keep track, and doing this also prompts you to keep doing the activity. It serves as a reminder. So here's the response for this week. As well as using the app to track, an important part of tracking is to evaluate the data on a regular basis. I would download a monthly report and schedule a time each month to commit to reviewing the data and thinking about what the patterns mean. Quarterly reviews would also provide perspective, as well as sharing the data to get someone else's perspective. Not everyone needs a reward for achieving their goal, but sometimes celebrating and acknowledging your achievements does help keep you motivated. If you do not need a specific reward, having a reminder of why this goal is important will help reinforce your ongoing efforts. So here's the response for this week. Reinforcement or reward. You could donate one cent for each day you use the app to a vacation fund or your favorite charity. For each day you didn't use the app, you could donate 10 cents to an organization you detest. This can sometimes work as a counter incentive. If you're experiencing problems at work, the process of acknowledging your feelings may reinforce the tracking. You may also experience some relief at documenting the issues so they are not adding to your cognitive load. 
Now let's plan how to overcome some of those barriers. Hopefully you have enough ideas about positive things you can do to support your goal that these barriers seem less influential now. But take each one and come up with a counter plan. While new barriers can arise at any time, realizing there are things you can do to counter them helps give you confidence to get started and resilience to keep going. So here's the response for this week. Overcoming barriers. Having reminder prompts on your phone and stickies on your mirror, laptop or car will help you remember to use the app. Discussing your feelings with a coach or trusted friend may help you gain perspective that this activity has value. Also, when you have an honest daily assessment of your mood, you will be able to see more clearly whether your thoughts are overly positive or negative. If your company questions the legality of your tracking claims, it may be time to seek legal advice. Finally, as your plan is outlined, you are likely to need help with some parts of it. We've already thought about an accountability partner and some goals will involve other people. Here, you're thinking about the practical help you might need so you can focus on your goal when you have planned to work on it. Here's the response for this week. Getting support. If you succeed in creating a daily habit, using this app will become automatic and not take much time. You're more likely to need practical help if you're experiencing problems at work. A coach or therapist may be needed. In this case, you might need help covering the costs or getting time to attend sessions. Asking for help will be an important first step in this process. I know such a detailed plan may feel like a lot, but as a busy working mom, you probably know if it does not get scheduled, it won't happen on its own. Even spending time thinking about the plan will have solidified your resolve to work on it and you are more likely to succeed. I did not experience anything like the work stress and toxicity that Joe Angel did. And as an educated white woman, I had many privileges in the workplace. Nonetheless, I still experienced relationships with colleagues that left me in tears and doubting my abilities and sometimes my sanity. Rumination is a very destructive behavior and I often ruminated on what I could have done differently or why I was being treated so unfairly. Through coaching, I started to pay more attention to the times I felt like a victim and tried to realize I did have choices in how I thought about it, how I responded, or even whether I needed to set a boundary. In the end, I chose to leave because I didn't feel like I was valued, and I decided I didn't want to be manipulated and demeaned. A huge part of coaching is tracking how you feel to use it as a guide to what you want. So tracking your mood can be really helpful. Job crafting is another good tool to create work that you most enjoy, but you need to pay attention to what work energizes you. So tracking positive feelings could help you with this. Another exercise I found helpful was prioritizing work based on how I felt about it, based on Greg McEwan's book, Essentialism. If it wasn't a 7 out of 10, then it wasn't worth it. For the most part, I had autonomy over my work, so could make these decisions. And after I learned about burnout, I realized that the work that was most draining to me was the work where I lost that autonomy and the leaders were unsupportive. If you're struggling to understand which people or what experiences are getting you down the most, using the app will help you find clarity and provide some objectivity that might help you see you're not always to blame. Good luck with your goal. I hope you liked this mini episode as a follow-up to the guest episode. Please leave any feedback on my website, drjacquelinecurr.com. 
And please remember, burnout can be related to serious health problems. If you're experiencing physical or mental health symptoms, please contact a health provider or call the appropriate helpline. This podcast does not replace medical advice. Take care. Feel the power Everything that you need